How's it going, everybody? Chuck Holton here, and I am at uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. This is the Rio Grande River behind me. That's Mexico over there. And this is Eagle Pass. And uh, this is the spot that you've been hearing about on the news. Uh, this is Shelby Park, right off over this direction. And all those vehicles over there and everything belong to the National Guard. So we'll I'll show you more of that here in a minute. But first, I want to bring it, bring somebody in here who's uh, been down here a lot. This is Ryan. You said Ryan? Taylor. Taylor. Okay. This is Taylor from RGV Truth. That's Rio Grande Valley Truth. Here, you get a little closer here so we can get you in the shot. All right. Uh, Taylor, how, you've been down here for a little while. Yes. You've been running around out here. You're a freelance or just a, a independent journalist. Independent journalist, yes. Um, what have you been seeing? Um, you know, I've just been seeing a lot of the theater out here, just, uh, you know, big show of force and, uh, there's crossings going on mostly in Arizona, but, um, there's, there's still a little bit coming north and south of this area. Yeah. So we've heard that the number of people, uh, that are actually coming across is down because Mexico is kind of putting the, it's they're slow walking these people at this point. And that is probably because of a deal made between Biden and Manuel Lopez Obrador to slow it down ahead of the election because Biden's getting crucified over this this thing. Um, but before that, this was a absolute madhouse over here, right? Absolutely. Thousands and thousands would come through. So how long have you been coming down here? And looking um, for about two years now, I've been coming down here. So two I've years. seen it change a lot. I've seen the landscape change. You know, this this not used to be all brushland and river cane. Now it's all mowed down. So it's, it's, it's changed quite a bit. And uh, you can see the National Guardsman. He's right right down there uh, with his Humvee. And there there's concertina wire all along the riverfront here on the outside of the border fence, the other side of the border fence, because that's still America up to the middle of the river. Uh, so they've got concertina wire strung all along here. But there are Border Patrol boats coming and going. Tell, tell us about that. So this whole time, just to get rid of all this kind of conflation, this whole time those those uh, fan boats, the Border Patrol fan boats, have been able to get into the park. They bring them in on their truck, they launch them from there and take them out. So that whole time they have been able to get their Marine units out there. So they're not actually stopping those guys from doing their jobs, so to speak, like the, the president has been saying. Um, they, they've been able to do their job. And you even told me that when the people drowned over here the other day, the Border Patrol had access to that at any time. Correct. Right? They have access to the river. Yes. Did that? Does that give you the? Does that give you the, the the sense that maybe the government wanted some people to drown down there? I think uh, that. Well, that is the nature of the beast. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is the very evil forces at work, and they don't care who gets. Uh, well, they're they're certainly making hay while the sun shines, so to speak. Absolutely. Out of this, and uh, that's very unfortunate. Not only that, but the Border Patrol wasn't even alerted about these people that were drowning until after they had drowned. So it's not like the Border Patrol could have done anything, right? They, they couldn't have really right. made a difference. Well, really, but where's the Mexican military and all this? They're supposed to stop right. them from coming from their side. But <laughs> if you notice something, where's all the sea wire? It's only on one side of the border. And mm -hmm. the flow goes northward, right? Mm -hmm. So Mexico just wants them out of the country. Well, of course they do. Yeah, it's like a game of hot potato. Once they leave, they get to Panama, you know, where I live, Panama immediately puts them on buses and ships them north to Costa Rica, Costa Rica sticks them on by. It's funny at, too at the border. What you see is you're stepping here a little bit. Uh, what what you see is uh, Panama will take them to the Costa Rican border and then let them off and say, "All right, now the border is closed. You're not allowed to cross the border, but you can't stay here." 
you know, they just like give them this little wink and a nod and they go, okay. So they walk across the border and the Costa Rican police are like, okay, get on the bus. And then they ship them up to the Nicaraguan border and they say, now the Nicaraguan border is closed. You cannot cross, but you can't stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, and they do it again. And it goes that way all the way up. Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico, all the way up. Absolutely. Uh, now, in Mexico, they're supposed to get a transit visa, and it was taking and is taking months for them to be able to get that transit visa. However, uh, when they get so many people into Tapachula, they're on the southern border of Mexico, um, they get to the point where the, the, the migrants are just like, there's no way I'm going to just stay here for six months and wait for a stupid visa when I can, the United States is only one more country away. And so they just get like 10,000 of them. And that's where these caravans come from. Uh, so these people bunch up at the southern border of Mexico until they're, they get critical mass where there's like too many of them to arrest. Mm -hmm. And then they just go, yeah, heck with this. And they just blow right past the police down there and just start walking. And the police kind of go like, huh. yeah. oh, well. And no, I, I experienced that myself in Tapachula. Um, there is uh, the town of Huixla. Huixla, yeah. yeah. There's Huixla's right above there. There's a checkpoint there. And uh, this guy, uh, Muha is his name. He has dual citizenship. He's an American citizen, a Mexican citizen. Mm -hmm. And he basically contracts with NGOs to keep them moving north because, you know, NGOs make money off of this, right? Oh, of course they It's do, a yeah. business. Uh, I was talking to a politician down here the other day who wants to enact a whole bunch of new stuff that's going to keep this open border as a very profitable business. So mm. they send people like that, like this Muha guy, to organize these caravans, to leverage the Mexican government, to let them through, to make them look like poor victims, all this other stuff, so they can just come right through. They'll block roads, they'll do all this stuff. You can see it in uh, Muckraker's mm -hmm. recent documentary. Mm -hmm. They cover that we, very well. We helped to uh, set all that up for them when they were coming yeah. through Panama. And everything. Yeah, well, I was, I was there with them in uh, Tapachula. Oh, nice, yeah, okay, yeah. good. Well, so, uh, you know, this is obviously very uh, frustrating for the people who live around here, for most Americans. The, the polls say that more than 70% of Americans want them to shut this down and support Texas and what they're doing here. But let's talk about this convoy for a minute. I just drove down this morning from uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, which is about four hours from here, and uh, came down. Uh, yesterday I was there talking with some of the organizers of this convoy, uh, the people who are going to be speaking at the the event which will take place in Dipping Springs tomorrow. And, um, you know, we're, we're hearing a lot of things in the media about this convoy that um, they're going to be causing all kinds of trouble and there may be violence and they're going to clash with the Border Patrol out here. Are you hearing anything like that down here? Or have you talked to people or anything? Um, yeah, there, there, was, there was, I think when I first got down here, everybody wasn't sure what to do. And I think a lot of the, the National Guard didn't know what to say or what they couldn't say. Everybody was kind of walking on eggshells with everything going on. But I think uh, Doc B. Chambers really helped smooth things over with everybody. Has yeah. been Communication is key, right? Yep. And getting rid of all the static. So he did exactly that. And it's looking like it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Woodstock. It's going to be a good time. People are just going to connect, network, make friends and have a party. Somebody just asked, would these illegals be considered if there was a military necessity? I'm not sure what you mean by that exactly. Um, uh, would these illegals be conscripted should there be a military necessity? No, uh, they're not going to conscript illegal labor against That would be called uh, mercenaries. And, uh, the, you know, there are some real issues with the thought of taking people 
who are coming into our country illegally, so they're already criminals, and putting them into the U.S. military. Well, that's not typically the kind of people we want to recruit into the U.S. military. Now, there is a way for people who are legal uh, green card holders, legal residents in the United States, to join the military and get citizenship after two years serving in the U.S. military. Uh, and I've been to many of those uh, citizenship ceremonies in Afghanistan, Iraq, and different places. Those people have served honorably, and they're very proud to become American citizens. But they've gone through the process legally to get their green card, to get their residency in the United States. Now, I had to go through that process when I moved to Panama. And I had to go through the process of, of legally applying for residency in that country. It cost me about $10,000. And it took about five years, actually, but that was more my fault than theirs because I travel so much. I just wasn't in Panama enough to get the whole process done. But uh, my point is there's a big difference between the people who are getting a green card and the people that are coming across this river illegally coming to the United States. I've even noticed that if you were to offer these people a job and say, hey, you want to make a little money? We've got some you know, brush that needs cut down on my farm or something like that. They'll say, no, I want to go to New York or I want to go to Miami California, or California yeah. or someplace because there are programs that will give them cash. And this is something that we've been talking about a lot over the last few days when I interviewed Todd Benzman a couple days ago. He talked about it. There are more than 260 NGOs that are spread out all the way down to Ecuador and beyond, even in places like Syria and Somalia and Afghanistan. Uh, and these NGOs get, in some cases, money from the U.S. Treasury, from the United States government, and donors as well, like George Soros and people like that. But the Organization for Immigration and Migration, OIM, gets money from George Soros. They get money from uh, some Latin American donors, Latin American agencies. And that money gets used to facilitate, not, not to stop the migration, but to actually help the migrants on their journey before they get to the United States. So they're not, uh, there, there are other organizations that are actually paying them once they get here. And we're talking about, have you heard about how much they're given? They're, they're giving them? Um, so w once they're in here, um, you know, they're, they're talking what, 2,200 a month? And, here and in Texas, if yeah. it's California, it's like 3,000 or something. So that's, and that's per, that's per, uh, adult. Per, per, yeah. And in Tijuana, they're, they're coming through there and apparently they can come back out again and get processed again yeah. and they can keep, uh, doubling their. Uh, talked about that yesterday because yeah. they don't have documents, right? They don't have a passport. They don't even have a driver's license or anything. And there are, uh, they, they go out, they, they come in, they get their money. Then they go back out again. They get back in line. They get more money and they go back out again and get more money. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, people are asking about the trucker convoy. Let me make it clear. The truckers are not here in Texas yet. They w made it to Louisiana yesterday and they're going to be coming into Texas this afternoon. Somebody said 700,000 trucks. That's not correct. There are maybe 70 trucks in the main convoy that left from Virginia beach that came down through Florida and then across the South to the United States. Uh, some of the people in the trucker convoy have been talking about 40,000 people total coming from all over the United States. But we don't know because there are people converging on this area from all over the U.S. And uh, we do have some, I, I put on my website, if you go to chuckholton.com, you should be able to see uh, some 
video shot from inside the convoy. People actually, as they're driving down the road. And if you go to the convoy's website, you can find more pictures and videos and stuff like that. Uh, but the bottom line is, that is just the convoy that left from Virginia Beach and is making their way down here. There are other people that are coming from all over the, the country converging on this area. So we won't really know until tomorrow. I don't expect it'll be 40,000 people. It m might not even be 4,000 people. The number of it uh, is not as important to them, uh, at least talking to them yesterday, as the, the point of why they're coming. Now this started out, according to uh, Doc Chambers, as a prayer vigil. There, was a, some, there were some Christians from Virginia Beach that wanted to come down here and wanted to, to stand right where I'm standing and pray over this area because it is such a hot spot. And the, there's a lot of conflict here. Uh, but as they started out, then they started more people coming and more people coming, and it, it kind of became much bigger than the original thing that they were talking about. Um, so somebody's asking, Brenda Lee says, what are the ankle bracelets some are wearing? So these migrants, you've seen them with the ankle bracelets? So yeah, if you follow Hernando Arce, um, he's always over at the uh, San Antonio Migrant Center, and they have ankle bracelets you, on some people. So um, that is... That is yet another program. You, you could go over to Hernando Arce's uh, Twitter and, and see more on that. So, you know, they're tracking these people every single way they can. And depending on what their background is, what country they're from, they're all getting different treatment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've seen some who have been given ankle bracelets, but they ran out of ankle bracelets. And so they just started letting people in, you know, but they're being more judicious about who they give them to now. I guess if you're from Syria, or uh, someplace, Iran, something like that. They might give you an ankle bracelet. They might even put you in detention for a, a little while. But uh, without a doubt, there are far too many, far more people coming than they have the capacity to track. And that's why they've lost 85,000 children, one of the reasons. Um, so why is tracking the U.S. or their own government? I'm not sure what that question means. Let's see here. Um, yeah, Virginia Beach count at the start uh, was 58 vehicles total. I've been told 70, so maybe they've picked up some more along the way. But um, like I say, suffice to say, these people are saying it's not about the numbers, it's about the, the principle of the thing. And um, so we won't know until they actually show up tonight. Now, I've got another four hours to drive to get back up there tonight uh, after I finish with my lives and stuff down here on the border. So it's going to be a long late night for me. Are you going up there to Dripping Springs too? Yeah, I'll be up there soon. Okay. Tell people how they can find you and find your reporting. So uh, it is RGV Truth, as in Rio Grande Valley Truth, all one word, on Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble. And uh, I do reports all over the border on globalism, on kids' drag shows, anything to, you know, basically take back the country and combat these these globalists that are these traders that are trying to take over the country. You know, people like 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 Taylor here, or Tyler, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Uh, we we run into each other. You know, when you go, to, you know, when your job is to go to hotspots, there is a small cadre of people who go to hotspots, and we end up running into each other uh, around. So he recognized me today when I showed up down here and came over and said hi. And like I say, he's been here uh, on the border in Eagle Pass quite a bit longer than I have because I've literally been here for about. 45 minutes at this point. Um, but uh, so I wanted to bring him on and give him a chance to talk about what he's been seeing. So 
Have you seen any kind of conflict between the soldiers and the Border Patrol down here behind us? No, absolutely not. Maybe some confusion at the gate, and they might make them wait a little bit longer, but, mm. you know, if Border Patrol needs to get through for some reason, they're, they're pretty much getting through. But all they're really doing is taking their boats in and out of the, the water from the boat launch here. How about before? Somebody said that they had a, like a forklift, and they were actually putting it under the wire and lifting it up oh, so yeah. the migrants would come in. When yeah. was that happening? That was a few months ago. Probably about two months ago is when, when you were seeing that. And um, I think there was a ruling by a federal judge that they could do that. This is before the Supreme Court. It went mm -hmm. to the Supreme Court. But, um, you know, it's, it's this lawfare and everything's disgusting. I mean, you really want to go to court to go, hey, we should be able to invade this country. I mean, you know, we know what right and wrong is, and mm -hmm. it needs to be restored because everybody's just kind of running wild doing whatever they want. Well, and as usual, uh, the government, in this case, the Biden administration, is trying to redefine what their job is rather than their job being to protect the country. Their job is to assist and facilitate these people who want to come in. And it, it's predicated on this sort of foundational belief that there is no place else on earth where somebody could go and make a life for themselves and be safe and, and, and make a living. Um, and that's just not true. I mean, I go to countries all over the world. And as you know, these people that once they get here, they've already crossed through a dozen countries or mm -hmm. more. And any of those countries could have been better than the place that they fled from. These people may have fled from war and oppression or poverty in Venezuela, let's say, but they had to cross into Colombia and they could have stayed there and made a life. They had to cross into, you know, uh, uh, Panama. They could have stayed there and made a life. Could have, they crossed into Costa Rica. There's a lot of gringos who go to Costa Rica and stuff absolutely. to live. And I'll say uh, Guatemala City is absolutely beautiful. Of course, and it's it safe. It's yeah, safe. Very I've been safe. To there's lots of places in Guatemala. You know why it's safe? Everybody has guns and there's a lot of private security That's everywhere. true. That's true. Yeah. Too. Right. But they're even out in the country in Guatemala. I mean, I've been all over Guatemala and there's plenty of places you could go that I wouldn't have any problem living. And uh, it's not like it's controlled by the cartels or anything like that. Now, there are neighborhoods that are gang controlled, but there are neighborhoods in the United States that are gang controlled. Heck, this neighborhood I'm standing in might be gang controlled. I don't know. But uh, without a doubt, these migrants don't have to come to the United States to make a better life. They could easily do that in any of those countries. So the reason they're coming to the United States does not have to do with them making a better life. It has to do with economic issues. I can make more money in the United States than I can anywhere else. So here's a question I saw go by. How long before we see a coordinated domestic terror attack as we may take action against Iran? Well, there's no doubt that there are people already in the United States that uh, are happy, would be happy to uh, commit acts of terror in the U.S. and are probably planning to commit terror in the U.S. So it's a matter of when, not if, that will happen. Now, you know, the, the, even according to the federal government, to John Kirby, uh, it's more likely to happen now than it has been in a long time simply because of the United States helping Israel in their war against Gaza. And uh, as we've seen, there have been a rise in uh, terror attacks inside Israel, outside Israel, in the region, you know, Lebanon, Syria. We saw the attack in Jordan where three U.S. troops were killed. Um, and then even in Europe, we've started to see more attacks. So it's really very highly likely that something like that will happen. Uh, sometime in the near future. But uh, 
you know, likelihood and actuality are two different things. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. I am too. And really, uh, there have been some, you know, minor events that have happened where one or two people have, you know, beat up a Jewish guy. You saw that Jewish guy that got killed at mm -hmm. a protest out in California. Uh, things like that that have happened. There's now, certainly plenty of animosity to go around out right. there. Now, I'd say our own government's already done chemical bomb attacks, if you look at what happened in Ohio and Palestine, Ohio, and all those places. I mean, yeah. that is, I mean... We know, ought to do a, a podcast on that, but let's, uh, on, on this particular podcast, yeah. let if you want to hear about other things like that, let me know over on my podcast, The Hot Zone with Chuck Holton, uh, it, right here on YouTube. I... Uh, cover a lot wider range of subjects than I'm covering on CBN's uh, YouTube channel here. And that would be a good one to talk about what happened in Palestine and, and all that over there. Mm -hmm. um, ben Berkwam, you know him, yes. has done a lot of reporting on that. And I've traveled with Ben, so we could maybe get him on and talk about it even. Um, so let's go back here. I, I think, though, you make a very good point that the, the, the danger in the United States probably comes as much from the federal government right now as it comes from any terror organization in the U.S. And that's, I think, what you were getting at. Yes. That the, the, the U.S. federal government, and that's the whole reason for all this behind us. These people are saying, Texas is saying, it's not me saying this, Texas is saying the federal government is contributing to the destruction of this country. And they're doing it on a scale that dwarfs even something like 9-11. So a 9-11 attack could kill, you know, it, it killed like 3,000 Americans, but the fentanyl that's coming right across this border every year has, is killing 100,000 Americans. And that's right? a chemical weapon basically manufactured by China. Just that, because it's addictive and people get, use it to get high does not make it not a chemical weapon. Absolutely, and, yeah. and it's an even more insidious chemical weapon because the people take it voluntarily. Absolutely. You, they, they can get them to take it voluntarily. And do you know that the, the Border Patrol last year captured enough, uh, so they, they took enough fentanyl off of the streets that came across this border to kill almost every human being on the planet. There were six billion uh, lethal doses of fentanyl that they captured coming across the border. So that makes you ask how many of those, uh, how, how much of that fentanyl came across the border that they didn't catch? And, and why are they trying to ship enough fentanyl to kill every American 10 times over uh, or more uh, into the United States? Is it just because they know that some of it's gonna get picked off? Or is, is, it, is there a more insidious plan in effect uh, to you know, put it into the water supply or something like that? That delves a little into the realm of conspiracy theory. And as you know, I kind of pride myself on staying away from those things. Uh, so I'll leave that to other people to, to speculate on because when you get into the realm of speculation, the sky's the limit. My job is to tell you what's actually happening, not to scare you about what might happen, okay? That's other people's jobs, okay? Uh, and, and I think that good journalism lets you make up your own mind about what might happen. And I, you, you can extrapolate all you want after I tell you what is happening, you know what I mean? So let's take a look here. I'm gonna turn the camera around now and I'm gonna zoom in on the park down there and so bear with me while i get this framed up and let you see a little more about what's actually happening uh describe what we're seeing here okay so let me see what you got here okay so you see where that humvee is now right over there where you see uh there's basically a little island it's got a little uh, road to it now they uh -huh. built up that road 
that island used to be covered in trees and it almost looks like bamboo, but it's river cane. Um, I've got a couple of videos. Very thick, very hard to get through. Extremely thick. It basically makes tunnels. Mm -hmm. um, they would tunnel through there. And uh, you can watch a lot of my uh, videos on, uh, on my rumble from long ago when I was out there. I've been out on that island many nights because National Guard, nobody would ever go out there. Coyotes would take, there was about a gang of six coyotes that were all down here, teenagers, and they would transport people on a raft across that island. That's a, a very narrow spot in the river. Yes. And uh, they would come right across there and uh, they would uh, rape women on that island. That would be part of their payment on getting over. And nobody was doing anything about it on that island. People could stay there sometimes two days or more. Wow. Even though that's American territory, they would stay there for a long time. So basically, it just was area, not being um, enforced or anything. It became de facto Mexico. The, oh, uh, wow. the coyotes would sit there, go through um, backpacks, find cigarettes, smoke, hang out, do whatever, get drunk. It was basically like they owned the place. So wow. it's great that they finally cut all this down. This looks way different than it used to. And right. even right here in front of us, was it like that? Was yes, River Cane was all over this area. There was a couple of patches that, where it wasn't. But you could go all up and down this road. You could go anywhere in this park because this was uh, public property. Um, so this was very accessible to both sides. And um, in the early days out here, it was, it was really something else because National Guard would come up to you, talk to you. And heck, they would even help. You could even help them flush out IAs from the brush and they'd come and tackle them. Oh, wow. And, you know, you'd high five and have a good time and joke around. And, you know, we've seen all that change a lot. We've seen Border Patrol get very paranoid towards their own people, towards yeah. their own American citizens. I've noticed that, too, that whenever there's a Democrat in the White House, Border Patrol clams right up and won't talk to you. And they're very unfriendly. And then once you get a Demo uh, you get a Republican in the White House, then they're like, hey, you want to go on a ride along? Yeah, get in the boat. We'll take yeah. you up and down the river. Uh, it's it's sad, but it's true. Now this, uh, all those cars over there that we're seeing, most of those cars are National Guard troops. Some of them, I saw some boats over there that were uh, actually uh, Border Patrol boats. As again, just to make make a, the point clear, the Border Patrol is still able to access this park and the boat ramp right over there that you're looking at. Oh, it's over here by that tent right there that you see. Uh, I think. Yes. And uh, so it's not like the Border Patrol is being completely blocked from entering this park. It's just that they're uh, they're not. Well, and they're not even being blocked from cutting the razor wire. But if they do cut it, then the National Guard will come replace it in short order. And uh, so they were at one point, I guess maybe now they are still blocking the yeah. Border Patrol from coming in and cutting the wire. But I don't believe Border Patrol would cut the wire because they like this little fake fight that's going on. Yeah, and I mean, why do you say it's fake fight? I, I, I understand what you're saying. So this is this it. is fake fight at least number two. Now you see those orange buoys over there? That was fake fight number one. They put buoys out there, if you remember that past summer. They put buoys out in the river saying, oh, it's gonna, this is, you know, Abbott saying it's gonna block all the people coming through. And um, the orange buoys are yes. right there. I'm pointing to them with my finger. They're on the uh, they're on the land now, so they're not out in the river anymore. So there was about a thousand feet of buoys. Okay, uh -huh. well, a thousand feet you can go to either side, correct? Of course. So this is the same exact kind of thing. Only now instead of a, a water decoy, they're using a land decoy. So now it's this park that's maybe two miles at its most, and people can still cross on either side of that park. And so we'll get picked up by border patrol. Uh, okay, so and that's what I'll do next after this live is I'm going to go out to the one end or the other and show that this is basically security theater here uh, because it's just one small place where they're blocking it and then they're not blocking 
uh, a, a lot of other there's still right. a thousand miles that are not being blocked probably. Now it's interesting to note that command center they just put up, uh-huh. they could have put that command center up a long time ago. Why did they just put up a command center? That's a national, Which, that green, it? that big oh, green tent. Oh, the big green tent over that there. That is a National Guard command center. Now if this was such an emergency, and, and it has right been, the center. they just put up that. So it just kind of shows you they want those visuals out there. Well, uh, it's an election year. And so there you go. Folks, we got 2,500 people watching and only 600 and something likes. Do me a favor and go down and hit that like button. If you have a like button, if you're watching on Roku or something, maybe you can't do it. But uh, if you can, please go hit that like button. It really helps uh, tell YouTube to share this with a lot of other people. And that gets the word out to a lot more people. So you can actually do something tangible about helping to put a stop to this craziness along the border simply by going down there and hitting that thumbs up. And when you do that, then more people are gonna know about what's happening down here through the story that we're telling. Uh, So the cartels use the same business distribution model as Walmart and Costco, okay? Uh, Would you agree with that, Taylor? Um, You know, business is business. All these people are very well educated and they use, um, you know, they're gonna use business tax. I see a border patrol car up there on the bridge right Customs, yeah, customs. That's customs. So they, they do that all the time. For whatever reason, they need to be up there. They put their lights on to make sure nobody crashes into them. Just standard standard procedure. I see. I see. So this is very interesting uh, from up here. I also see a boat out there in the river. So that would be, yeah, that would be National Guard. That's a National Guard That's boat? A national, they have the John boats, correct. And what are, are they actually, doing? They, that could just... also be Texas State Guard. Okay, so they're just patrolling? They're patrolling, there? but um, I, you know, I've gotten in this river in the fall in my kayak, and I've watched them basically stay in one part of the river while Venezuelans cross in another. And they're crossing right over top of those sea containers that had seawire on it. Yeah, I saw they were catching people that were doing that. They got some people standing up on top of that container right on the end, it looks like. Yep, they got some construction hats on there putting on more razor wire. Oh, they're just adding to the the razor wire? Correct. Interesting. And it's it's crazy because it's like a movie set. Like, you you know, You know what, that's a very good point. Over there, nothing. But right there in the middle, you got got a line of containers, just enough to catch it in a wide-angle camera shot. You got the... Military vehicles. You got it's it's a movie set. That's that's what we're looking at. What do they say about politics? It's uh, Hollywood for ugly people. (laughs) Yeah, very well. Uh, Good Hollywood for ugly people, folks. Remember that. That's politics. And they say uh, uh, that what politicians and diapers should be changed often and for the same reason. Yes. Um, Let's see. Uh, They say uh, if you took all the politicians and lined them up along the equator, it'd be a good idea just to leave them there. <laughs> I got a ton of them. Uh, if, if I heard somebody say the word politics comes from two root words, poly meaning many, and ticks meaning blood-sucking insects. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so there's a church over there. Uh, you see that church right there in the center? It's a beautiful church in Piedras Negras. Uh, they, we heard the church bell ringing, but there's also a, you see that giant white pole right next to the church? That is one of the largest flagpoles I've ever seen in my life. There's no flag on it right this minute. Have you seen it with the flag? But, it's something to see. I mean, I, it yeah, it's a gigantic flag. Yes. I have seen that. Uh, but look, just can you see that in, this, in the shot? Look how much taller that flagpole is than the church that's right behind it. That flagpole is 400 feet high or something. I mean, holy cow, that is incredible. 
It's much nicer on the Mexican side, as you can tell, than it is on the American side. And that's not just because of Operation Lone Star. Uh-huh. Right. Um, there's a lot of murals down there, too. Um, kind of creepy-looking murals. But if you look in a lot of these areas, border areas and everything else, and, you, you know, the, the liberal Democrat society, they have a lot of, you know, art colleges that they network with. Uh-huh. And I, I really do believe there's a lot of symbolism in what they're doing out there. Interesting. It's something to always look at in the border area. Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, you do see a lot of symbolism uh, when you come down here to do some reporting. Okay, so I wanted to point out real quick uh, that here on CBN's YouTube channel, we are doing not just these lives every day, but George Thomas is uh, in Washington, D.C. There's a national, uh, I think it's a national freedom of religion caucus or something like that. And they're having a seminar down there and he's interviewing some very interesting people live on YouTube every day this week. So uh, you're going to want to go look at CBN's YouTube channel and look at some of George's stuff because as you know, George was with me over in Israel. George is, uh, look, I've been doing this job for 20 couple of years now. And George Thomas is one of the most consummate journalists I have ever met. I really look up to George. Oh, there it is. International Religious Freedom Conference in Washington, D.C., George is a very, very good journalist. He's, I, I envy him because he's from India. So he's kind of brown. He's got the, you know, that look that he could go anywhere on planet Earth and fit right in. And so places where I go and I stand out like a giraffe, George Thomas just, you know, skates right under the radar and he can get into any place. So, uh, but he's a very, very good journalist. He was in Israel with me and I would highly encourage you to go over there and watch some of his lives as well, because it's some good stuff. And if I'm not going live, then what else are you gonna do? So, <laughs> uh, Taylor, tell us again how we can uh, find your, your reporting. Uh, so my channel is RGV Truth, all one word. That's Rio Grande Valley Truth, and I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble. Uh, uh, so about half, apparently, half of the people who are watching right now actually like what we're talking about. The other half must not like it because they're not hitting the like button down there. I wish they would, though. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to The Hot Zone, go over to the Chuck Holton's, that's me, uh, YouTube channel, The Hot Zone on uh, here on YouTube, and you can uh, you can subscribe over there. I'll be doing more going live, driving up and down the border to show you the either end later on this afternoon. So if you go hit that little notification bell on my channel, it'll notify you when I'm about to go live and you can drive with me and go see what that's like. You've been doing a lot of walking up and down the border. Oh yeah, walking, that's driving. Like, I've, I've, yeah, I've got a bunch of spots. So what's to. your, what, what would your final take be on this? You know, what is, what is, what's this all about? This whole perfect storm of the border patrol and the, National Guard and the trucker convoy, and then the convoys coming up from Mexico, all clashing right here in Eagle Pass. What's your your final take on this? Well, I'd say what's happening with the government down here, state and federal, is a pressure release valve. Hey, don't worry, we're doing something about the border. Don't get off your couch. Don't come down here and see for yourself. Just stay where you are, eat your potato chips, and, and you know go to work. That's a very astute point. That's a very good point. Uh, they, it, this is an attempt, because it is an election year, by both sides, really, to get you. I'm going to turn it this way just a little more so we can get a better shot. Um, it, it's intent by both sides to garner support for their political cause. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there you go. Uh, this convoy that's coming down uh, of, of patriots coming from all over the country. Uh, so far, as, as I said earlier, we know of about 70 
plus trucks in the convoy, but they're not here in Texas yet. Uh, they're, they're just coming into Texas now, and they'll be in Dripping Springs, Texas tomorrow, which is about, uh, I don't know, it's about four hours yeah. north of here up between San Antonio and Austin. Um, now, you've heard, I've heard in the news that somebody said there was going to be 700,000 people. I think that was a false flag. I mean, I, I think that was an attempt to, to scare people uh, that this was going to be some kind of January 6th thing or something like that. Uh, and it's sad that they had to make a verb out of January 6th. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the people that were coming down here, literally, this started out as a prayer vigil, wanted to come pray over this, uh, are having to worry about, are they going to get rounded up by the FBI and charged with insurrection or something stupid like that? Now, this being Texas, I don't really think that's a big problem. Do you think that's a, that might happen? I don't know. Um, I don't think any state's safe from what the federal government's doing, because I, I truly believe that all the governments are working together. That's why, you know, they call it the one world government. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's certainly uh, sharing the same foundational precepts up mm -hmm. here, and, and those foundational precepts uh, are not positive for America, at least for American sovereignty, and case in point, right there behind me. Uh, when I mean, I've got footage that I can put up on my uh, my website over chuckholton.com of this park right here, absolutely wall to wall with migrants, and that was not that long ago. No, right? it was a few months ago, right? Yeah, it was just a month or two ago. Actually, December, they had 250,000 people come across the border, and uh, they say that there are something, uh, there's Several million of those people are still, uh, of uh, the people who came across last year, are still in Texas, and it's costing Texas billions of dollars each year. Uh, the The numbers vary on what it's costing the United States total, but the the Republican Party, at least, is saying it could cost between 450 and 500 billion dollars a year uh, to provide the the services that the these illegal aliens receive when they get in the united states whether that's medical care free schooling for their children law enforcement that has to be beefed up etc 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 and not to mention the um, humanitarian aid that's given to them when they come across uh, but uh, it, even if it's half that even if it's a quarter of that that is far more than the 11 billion that donald trump wanted to build the wall along the border which would have put a stop to much of this. Um, and yeah, so if it's $500 billion, they say every billion dollars is like 20 bucks from every American citizen, every man, woman, and child, $20 uh, out of their pocket. So um, that's obviously very, very expensive uh, for the United States. And that's one of the reasons why uh, I, I made the case in my live a couple days ago uh, that there is a very moral case for what Texas is doing here along the border. This is not inhumane for them to put a stop to the people coming across the border illegally. It's actually a moral thing for them to do that. You can go back on my podcast at the, at the Hot Zone and you can find that and, and see how I make the case that it's the most loving thing we can do for the migrants and for the Americans to put a wall up and stop this illegal migration uh, tragedy that's happening here along the border. Would you agree? Yes. Well, you know, I see it all as political theater, but, you know, the, the, the core of it saying that it is wrong and you shouldn't let people across. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. Okay, folks. Well, that's all I've got for today. I've, I've got some more lives I've got to do. Uh, so I'm going to end it right here. Uh, if you don't mind, I, on the CBN one, I always like to say a prayer uh, because 
That's the most that we can do. That's always the most we can do uh, in any circumstance, whenever we've got trouble, uh, to, to actually ask God for wisdom and, uh, and ask him to intervene to make it better is the most we can do, and anything else is gravy. So let's do that. Lord, I just pray right now that you would uh, just inhabit this place, uh, send your Holy Spirit to, uh, to, to give people wisdom and discernment, especially the people that are on the other side considering coming across. Give them a, a sense for how dangerous it is. Give them a sense for how immoral it is for them to enter this country illegally and to essentially steal from American citizens in the process. Uh, that, the, that their integrity, that their uh, morality is worth more than the, the money that they might make by crossing here illegally, uh, here or anywhere along this border. Father, I pray that you would uh, keep there from being any violence this weekend as we see these uh, people in the convoy come down. You'd protect those people that are driving on the road. You'd protect these soldiers that are down here standing guard and the Border Patrol that are trying to do their job even while handcuffed by the, the federal government. And so uh, we just pray for wisdom and discernment and safety in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, folks. God bless you. We'll see you again next time.